ashchurch.com, and there's a tab there. It says Dream, uh, Train Bible College. And so uh, you can look through all the course descriptions, all the, uh, uh, the calendar and schedule and all of that. So you can sign up that way online, or if you like, you can just show up on Monday night. And uh, we have ladies here that will help you get enrolled and help get you uh, you're registered and all of that. So if that's you, then please, please, please give God your yes. Amen. And be there. And I know that you'll be blessed by it. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's uh, move on to tithes and offerings tonight. Praise the Lord. I was meditating on this today, and ultimately, you know, there's all kinds of teachings, and um, there's all kinds of uh, argumentation over should it be over the net, should it be over the gross, should you blah, blah. There's all these rules attached to it. But ultimately, ultimately, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, it's whether or not you believe it. It's an opportunity to demonstrate faith. Isn't that right? So in James chapter 2, I just want to read this really quickly. James chapter 2, verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and has not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be warm, be filled... Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. A lot of times we give people a big hurrah on what they're doing for the Lord, but we don't contribute. Isn't that right? So tithes and offerings, first of all, tithes are your first fruit. That's what sanctifies the remaining 90%. That's what consecrates your finances under the Lord. That's what allows the uh, Lord to come into your finances. That's what plugs you into God's financial system and his economic system. But also it's, a, it's an opportunity to demonstrate faith. Amen. It's an opportunity to, to, to demonstrate faith. Faith in God as a covenant partner. Faith in God as provider. Faith in, you know, Jesus even said, if you put the kingdom first, all these things. I mean, if you're kingdom-minded, then this stuff will work out. And so this is an opportunity. It's not a duty. That's a good spot for an amen. It's not a duty. It's not an obligation. But it's an opportunity to demonstrate, hey, I have faith in my God, my provider. Jehovah Jireh is not just the God who provides us, the God who sees ahead and makes provision, just like I know before my kids do that they're going to need shoes. And I put it, I placed it in the budget. Well, my wife does. I bring home the money. I made this money, honey. And she puts it in the budget. And then we buy shoes for the kids. Amen. So God's the same way. He knows what you have need of before you do. And this is just an opportunity to reach out in faith and demonstrate, God, I have faith in your provision. I have faith in you as a covenant partner. I have faith in you as father. Amen. Amen. All right. So I just want to make you guys aware of the different ways that we have here at Lake Church to give. If you don't know already, uh, there are envelopes in the seat backs in front of you if you like to give by cash or check. And then you can drop that in the bucket back there. Jerry will be at the door and would love to take those, receive those from you this evening. Uh, also, if you want to text to give, there's a number, there'll be a number on the screen that you just text the word give to that number and get set up that way. And it's fast and easy 24 hours a day. Whenever you wake up in the middle of the night, boom, I need a tithe. We got you. 
Amen. So also, if you're watching us online, you can go to the website, lake-church.com. There's a giving tab. You can click on that, and that will take you through how to get signed up there. And it's safe, and it's secure, and it's fast and easy. Amen. So, And then last but not least, we do have an app. through. It's called Church Center is the app. So you download this Church Center app, and through that app, you look for Lake Church, and then that's how you get signed up there. So there's instructions on both how to text to give on the seat backs in front of you, but also in the commons, when you first come in the door here, there is printed material on how to get signed up for Church Center. So it's not just to be able to give, but it's also the church bulletin is on there. It's also just all our archived messages and videos, so it's a tremendous resource. So make sure that you take advantage of that, and then also you're able to give that way too. So it's one-stop shopping, amen? Praise the Lord. All right. So with that, take your offering in your hand, and we'll pray over it tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to demonstrate faith. We thank you, Lord. We demonstrate our faith. Father, we believe and we have faith in you as covenant partner, as provider. And, Father, we demonstrate our dependency upon you, Father, and we, in humility we sow seed by faith, Father. When the result is that you have thrown open, you have already thrown open the windows of heaven and poured out a blessing upon us so great that if we have faith to receive, it will be overflowing. And, Father, we thank you for the abundance in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's welcome Reverend Harrison Gibson. Thank you. God is good. And his mercy endures forever. Amen. Well, you'll be able to get a little bit of Bapticost tonight. I feel like a Baptist preaching. I'm not a Baptist, but uh, I remember one time when men's I'm a, and I've not been married that long. We went to a Baptist church. And, um, you know, I've had a pretty wild life or whatever. But anyway, this Baptist preacher was preaching. Man, he had me sitting on the edge of the chair there. And he was preaching, Brother Greg, and all of a sudden his false teeth fell out. I'm talking about what was cool. What was cool, he didn't miss a lick. Man, he caught him right here and shoved him right back on in. And I was going, wow, that was awesome. I mean, you know, he, he, just, kept on, he just kept on preaching. But anyway, anyway, mine's glued pretty good, so that's all right. So uh, anyway, I want to talk about tonight. Uh, you know, we've been talking about a month about the kingdom of God being manifested in our life. And that's what we need. That's what the church needs. That's what you need. You need the kingdom of God manifested in our life. You know, I've worked at, uh, I've worked at the casinos for about 15 years. And uh, I do a lot of preaching out there and a lot of witnessing and so on and so forth. But there's policies and procedures that we go by. And I'm talking about big old book of policies and procedures. And those what you go by. Well, you know, there's things in this Bible that you need to go by. If you want the kingdom of God to come in your life and to work in your life, what I have been doing a lot here lately is repenting. There's some things in my life I need to repent of. You know, and I pastored a church for 25 years in that area there, maybe a little bit more. And you know, church, need, church people need to repent too. Amen. Amen? It's good. It's good to repent. Yes. Amen? So, 
Yeah. Everybody stand up for a minute, if you, if you don't mind. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Help me out. Help me out. I'm talking about this, this, this song keeps coming to my head, and I'm not a singer, and Becky knows I'm not a singer. Rebecca does. Hallelujah. Living by faith in his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith. And I feel no alarm. Come on, sing it. Living by faith in his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith and I feel no alarm. One more time. Living by faith in his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith and I feel no alarm. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. That's what you got to do. Live by faith and not by sight. Live by faith and not by sight. In Matthew chapter 3, it says this, starting on verse 1. And now I'm going to be going to a bunch of scriptures because I've got a lot of stuff to go through in about 35 minutes to do it. Hallelujah. You know, another thing here, you know, those little benches over there, they're not for looks. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not decorated stuff. You know, might, might not be a bad idea sometimes to come up to those benches and do some praying. Amen. Do some repenting. Amen? You know, I remember, I tell you what, I, I remember sometimes in church services, the people just used to cry. They'd repent and cry. Yes. It's okay to cry. Amen. I mean, I got a lot, I, I had a lot of hangups in my life, a lot of problems in my life. Amen. I need to repent. But I found out still Christian people need to do it too. There's things, there's things that, that, that causes you to not grow in the Lord. I tell you what I had to repent of, and I had to, uh, uh, a double-mindedness. Oh, my God. I was reading about, uh, a book in James about Bob Yandon. Boy, he really explained it good. A, double, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let that person think that they will receive nothing from God. A double-minded man has like two personalities. One, time, one day he's our woman. One day he's up. The next day, he's down. One day, he's believing God. The next day, he ain't believing God. One day, you believe in God. The next day, you're believing the doctor's report. Hmm? When you had, and, and I'm sure all of y'all have had difficulties and problems and stuff that wants to rise up in your life and stuff, but you've got to make it my, I had to make up my mind. This is what I'm going to do. If I die, hey, that's game. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to die. I'm going I'm I'm to finish my destiny, what God told me to do. But, you know, sometimes when you go to the doctor, and I know Pastor uh, Greg has, uh, has been there. Maybe a few of you have been there. Uh, you go there, and you believe in God, and, and the doctor tells your, your wife that, you know, he shouldn't be here. You know, he's he, he going to have another one, or he's going he to have a, a heart attack, or whatever. And then those will knock you for a loop. That kind of report will knock you for the loop, for a, for a loop, <laughs> you know, get you off guard. Then get you thinking about, well, I ain't going to make it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to live. But you've got to be determined. You've got to be determined in this life that you're going to make it and that you're going to have the kingdom of God manifested in your life and in your home. It might take some repenting for you to do. But in Matthew chapter uh, one, it says, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of, Ju- of Judea, saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. You've got to make his path straight. John the Baptist was a forerunner of Jesus coming in. Let me tell you, Jesus is coming back. I said, Jesus is coming back. And you, me, you better get ready. Now, you might make it to heaven. That's okay. But let me tell you something. God wants you to reign right down in here. He wants you to have heaven right right here. Amen? You know, we hear a lot of talk about grace, and thank God for grace. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, if we didn't have grace, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. Grace is the goodness of God. And the goodness of God leads you to repentance. Amen? I said the goodness of God leads you to repentance. So, there's some things that I'm going to go through that I'm going to uh, discuss with you or whatever. Uh, grace... Now, this is something that the, there's some, as I studied the, you know, as you study and read and pray, the Holy Spirit will come up on you and, and give you insight on a lot of things. And, and I, I have to write them down or I won't remember them. So I have to write them down. Grace will allow you to get to where God wants you to be. See? Grace will allow you to get to where you want, where God wants you to be. See? He'll put up with you. You understand? He'll he'll deal with you, but he'll put up with you. Thank God he will. That's grace. But grace does not give you an excuse to go about and do whatever you want to do. See? It won't it, that won't work. And I've talked to people, I talked to people who who really kind of believe that a little bit. Come on. Well, the Lord knows what I'm doing. Yes, he knows what you're doing, and it will cost you. Come on. It will hinder you. Some things will hinder you. I don't know, I don't know what your deal is, but I know what my deal is. And I can tell you that, that some of you has got a pretty good big deal that you need to get rid of before the kingdom of God to be manifested in your life. Amen. So, Pastor Kevin's been talking about it. We've been talking about it. So here we go. You know, I had a sermon here that I was going to deal. I was going to preach, um, studying on, uh, and it was kind of like the, the deal with uh, oh, Foxworthy, whatever he says. You know, you could be a redneck if. Well, my my sermon was this: you could be a hypocrite if. I said, "Nah, I better not do that one." <laughs> Come on, uh, a hypocrite is an actor. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to act. So anyway, for the kingdom of God to come into your life and to work in your life, you know, you need to be happy. If you're not happy, if you're not rejoicing, if you're, if you're not giving thanks, giving to God and all this other kind of stuff, you're not going to have the kingdom of God uh, operating in your life. And I've seen some real sad sack Christians. Come on. You know, well, if you're happy and you know it, then your life will surely show it. Then your face will surely show it. 
Come on. I've seen Christians, boy, to chew you up and spit you out. Not happy about nothing. You won't get the kingdom of God manifested in your life. Those are, those, those are some policies and procedures there. You need to be happy, thankful. You got a good God, don't you? You got a good God. So, also, if you want the kingdom of God to operate in your life, you need, you need to be a giver. Be a cheerful, cheerful giver. You have to kind of want my language sometimes gets a little, my speech gets a little messed up. You need to be a cheerful giver. Amen. Give. Amen? Amen? Not only in tithes, but in your time and, and at work, be a happy giver. Don't be a stingy gut. Huh? Oh, I know. I tell you what, I'm going to give 10% and that's it. You ain't getting another dime. 10%, I'm going to cut it off right there. Oh, come on. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Like I said, those, those things up there, you can come up there and, 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 and repent and, and pray. We might do that a little bit later. So, you can't have the kingdom of God manifested in your life if you don't pray, if you don't study. The Bible says in Joshua 1 and 8, says this book of the law of the word shall not depart from your eyes, but you should meditate on it. How much? Day and night. Meditate on the word. The word meditate also means, you know, to murmur under your, under your breath. Speak the word of God under your breath. At work, at home, it'll sure save you a lot of trouble. Come on, it'll sure save you a lot of trouble. I had this one lady at work that, that I had to deal with every morning. Man, she'd, she'd do her best. She knew it was a, uh, it was a preacher or whatever. She'd do her best to run my day. Really? You ever had anybody like that? So this has been a couple of years ago. So I was just praying. I pray when I go. I said, Lord, I tell you what, I ain't going to let this lady go. She was a security guard. I ain't going to let this lady tick me off today. I'm praying I'm going to make it. I'm just going to turn my head and go on. As soon as I walked in that door, she said something to me. Whoo, I came unglued. I said, you better back off, girl. <laughs> and I said, well, that prayer didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I got her before I knew it. I mean, oof. I, had, I made the woman cry. I had to go repent, and I had to go apologize to her. <laughs> but I, that prayer didn't work. So maybe I needed to pray a little bit more. <laughs> maybe I needed to fast and pray. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, I, Really, repenting is, is, needs to be a regular basis. Yeah. A regular thing. Amen. Amen. Amen? Come on, you ever had a bad attitude? Yeah. Come, I said, have you ever had a bad attitude? <laughs> now, Zalman never had a bad attitude. <laughs> no, I tell you what. You know, sometimes you may be going to Walmart or something. The personality sucks sometimes. 
to change. Anyway, that comes from studying, fellowshipping with the Lord, ministering to the Lord, praying, get you some information, get your marching orders. You are to go in and you are to go out. You come in and you minister to the Lord and then you go out and he helps you. But see, a lot of people don't go in. They don't go in to minister to the Lord. They're just on their own. You need to repent of that. You can't fix some things. You, 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 you can't do some things on your own strength. You gotta have the kingdom of God manifested in your life of how to walk, talk, hear, listen, and all this other stuff. There are some things you don't need to be watching, but that's your deal. There are some things you don't need to be listening to. There's some people you don't need to be listening to. Come on. Amen. It gets you in trouble. Get you sidetracked. Oh, here goes a good one. You can't have the kingdom of God manifested in your life if you cannot control your tongue. Can't, won't, can't do it. Oh, it's full of deadly poison, isn't it? It is full, and no man can tame it. Are you a troublemaker or a peacemaker? If you're a troublemaker, you can't have the kingdom of God manifested in your life. Isn't that right? Sometimes I see more troublemakers than I do peacemakers. Somebody say amen. amen. Are you a gossiper? Hmm. A talebearer? You're going to tell everybody. I'm going to tell something on somebody. Boy, there's been some times in my life. I got to tell this. I got to tell this. I know this. I got to tell it. Well, you better shut up. <laughs> no. A gossiper is just worse as a murderer. Because that's what you're doing to your brother and sister. Quit talking to people on the phone who wants to gossip. It'll get you in trouble. You'll be grounded. (laughs) You'll stop the flow. You'll stop the flow of the manifestation of the power of God until we learn how to control Our tongue. We have to repent. We have to repent. And like I said, tellbearer, they just they just well I'm 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 telling the truth. Come on. No. Let me tell you something. Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him, and he didn't say a word to the disciples for three years. He didn't cause why did he not do that? Because he didn't know it would cause trouble. See, he didn't have to, he dealt with it. And when you have the kingdom of God manifested in your life, let me tell you something, it's okay. Pray for him. Pray for him. So, if you want to have the kingdom of God manifested in your life, you have to forgive people. I seen a lady the other day. Uh, they came in uh, at the casino to buy something. And you know the lady. I won't tell the name. 
Her and her sister's been after it for 30 years. I mean, not 30 years, 15 years. They live right next to each other, and one of them put up a fence right in between them, and they hadn't talked in 10 years. My God. Unforgiveness over money. Bitterness. You let bitterness come into your life, man, you're going to get sick. Believe me, I know. I had my first heart attack because of bitterness. Most people, most people know this. My son's in prison for life. And this happened about 25 years ago. And some things went on in his life. And, uh, and there was some lies told and all this other kind of stuff. He, he deserved to get in trouble and he deserved what he got. But there was some other stuff that wasn't true. I got bitter over it. I got upset over it. I got so upset that I wanted to hurt somebody real bad. It gave me a heart attack. The first one, it gave, me, it gave me a heart attack. Matter of fact, it even killed me. They brought me back. Bitterness is not good for you. If you're holding any bitterness in your life, you better repent. I don't care if it happened last year, 25 years ago, 50 years ago, or this morning or whatever. If I get mad at my wife, let me tell you something. I go to, I say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please forgive me. I tell you what, I don't know how some people survive with, with unforgiveness in their life. I sat there in that bed before sitting there. I'm not going to say I'm sorry. I didn't do nothing. I'm going to do it. No, they go, well, you better do it because she ain't going to do it. <laughs> So, I'm sorry, baby. Sorry. Get strife. Get rid of strife. Get rid of envy. Get rid of jealousy. I say what I see people. I, had, I said I've been, I've been around churches and, and, and pastor and so on and so forth. I ain't got to preach out of a whole lot of them. That's probably why right here. Because <laughs> they get mad at me. <laughs> I preached at a church one time in Shawnee, and, one, and my name of my sermon is Why Don't You Mind Your Own Business? I was supposed to preach Sunday morning and Sunday night. I didn't get to preach Sunday night. <laughs> That's the truth, brother. They gave me $25 and get out of here. <laughs> I, I was going on that old song. Why don't you mind your own business? Then you won't be minding mine. <laughs> Wrong sermon. <laughs> so, you need to get rid of envy, strife, jealousy, all that garbage so you can have peace and joy. The kingdom of God is not meat nor drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. See, will I have the rightness, right, uh, righteousness of God? Yes, you do, but you need to be righteous too. Amen? So, and I told you about double-mindedness. I, I repented of that and several other things. You know, sometimes, like when you're, when you're, well, the Bible says, you know, you either you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. And this is something that came to my heart. I don't, I, I'm getting where I'm not going to use, well, only if I had to. Thus saith the Lord sometimes been used kind of loosely. 
I don't, I don't, I don't mean that in any disrespect. I'm just saying, no. This is what came to my spirit, what came to my, my heart. That the hot's going to get hotter and the cold's going to get colder. See? The hot's going to get hotter and the cold's going to get colder. We're living in some times, brother, that you best better make in mind that this is what you're going to do. This is what you're, are you, are you're not going to make it. Now, you might go to heaven, but you're going to have some hard times, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. We can prosper. Christian people can prosper in any kind of economy that's going on. In all this mess that's going on, let me tell you something. If you put your trust in God, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Unless you're hanging on to something. In everything that you do, be honest. Tax time's coming up. You better be honest. <laughs> I mean, I want everything the law can give me, but I'm going to be honest. Amen? Sometimes Christian people make some shady deals. Come on, I'm, I'm just going to talk. I, I got about another 30 minutes. I knew some church people a long time ago. I mean, before it gets a long time ago. <laughs> Tried to get men down with a, you want a lawnmower? No, the sucker's stolen, dude. <laughs> but I know some Christian people that took it. Well, I didn't steal it. No, you just became part of it. See, you just became part of it. So everything that you do, every dealings that you do, be honest. Amen? Amen. That's good. So, if you want to have the kingdom of God manifested in your life, you need to have the fruit of the Spirit. For God so loved you that He forgave you. So you return that love to somebody else. Yet love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers a multitude of faults. Amen? Amen. Love never fails. Love them. They don't have to be your best buddy, but you can love them. People are always going to do you wrong. I mean, you know. It happens. We invited some people to church here a couple of weeks ago who, who needed some help, and they still need help, but all as well. And after the church after the church service, I really socked it to them. Sometimes you just got to be bold. Sometimes you just got to tell them. I said, you ain't going to get nothing from God unless you repent and turn to God. You'll still be the same person with nothing. And we've been there with nothing. And it's all right to ask your preacher or whoever to help and so on and so forth. I'm going to stay up on the stage. I'm not going to get walk around. But actually, you need to depend. I said, you need to depend on God. And it might take a little bit of time for you to get out of that mess. But if you'll trust God, he'll get you out of that mess. If you'll look to God and not man, he'll get you out of that. It took you a while to get in it, and it'll take you a while to get out of it. 
Be very careful. This is for somebody. Be very careful what you're watching on your phone. Men, be very careful. That just came to me just like that. You be very careful what you're watching. It'll mess you up. Right there. So, joy. I read this book years ago by Jerry Savell. If the devil's got your joy, he's got your goods. Think about that. If the devil's got your joy, he's got your goods. He's got everything you have. He's got your joy. Joy unspeakable and full of joy. Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. So don't let the enemy get your joy. Don't let. Don't want. Don't let one day of depression lead to two. Don't let it lead to a week. See, I know some people do. You need to repent of it real quick and get that depression off of you. I see. Let me tell you something. I, I look at you. Lots of times when I, when I was preaching, I get out and I look at your face. You can, you can tell a, a lot about people about their, by their face. By the way they look. Amen. And you get that depression off of you. Amen. You get it off of you because it's hindering some of you. Get it gone. Get joy. Peace. Some of you hadn't had peace in a while. Oh, there's just too much on my mind. There's just too many things happening. Well, repent and, and get back in the fellowship with the Lord. Amen? You can't get the kingdom of God manifested in your life if you don't have long suffering. I said long suffering. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, I've had about enough of it. And just one time, you know what I mean? I ain't going to take no more. Long suffering. You need to have that. You're not going to get the kingdom of God operating in your life if you're not a doer of the word. See, a lot of time Christian people, I used to do this. I'd come in there and sometimes, let me tell you something, Pastor Greg, not here because we've got the best pastor around. I'd go in there and I had no idea what really the pastor said because I wasn't listening. Yeah, a lot of people just don't listen. They sat there and they just just determined I ain't going to hear what he's got to say. We get good teaching here. We got one of the best pastors that teaches the word of God, that teaches you to be a doer of the word, it's time for you to be a doer, not just a hearer. Some people just come to church to come to church. You need to be a doer. Just like Jesus' mother said, whatever he says, do it. Amen? Whatever the Lord says, do it. It might be a little hard. Work on it. 
You can't have the kingdom of God manifested in your life if you get angry all the time. You can't control your temper. Come on. Come on. There's some people, man, they can't control their temper. They just take a drop of the hat and they drop the hat. And they're gone. They unload on you. I used to have a bad temper. Not anymore. Then that one lady got me mad, but that's okay. I repented of it and went on. <laughs> you need to get rid of your anger. If you have anger issues, get rid of it. Repent of it tonight. Get it over with. Can you say amen? amen. You need to listen. Well, this is another sermon I'll preach on some other time. Swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Sometimes people didn't, yeah, me. Talk, 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 talk. Sometimes you need to quit talking and you need to start listening. Huh? Amen. Start listening. So, what did hinder you from running the race? Getting the kingdom of God. What is, see, this is what did hinder you? What, it says to lay away every sin, lay aside every sin that besets you. Every sin that just keeps coming back to you and keeps coming back to you and knocks you down and you get over a little bit and then it knocks you down and so on and so forth. Lay it aside. Deal with it. Amen? We are in a long race. We're in a, we're in a long run. I'm in it for the long run. You need to endure, Harrison, no matter what they say, no matter what the doctors say, no matter. Keep on trucking. Amen. Keep on speaking the word of God. Can you say amen? amen? Another way, you know, in the Bible, in the in book of Acts, the Bible says, repent and receive the Holy Ghost. Isn't that what it says? Repent and receive the Holy Ghost. That's why some people don't get it. They don't repent. The world, he says the world can't receive the Holy Ghost. Isn't that what it says? Yes, it does. Let go of this world. Repent. And receive the Holy Ghost. That's how the kingdom of God operates. In the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. They usually have a time up there. I guess I can go on for a long time. <laughs> uh, it's about 15 till. I'm, I'm finishing up. Because we're going to come up here and we're going to pray. And that's, and that's going to be it. I'm going to say something here that, the, that came to my heart. And I wrote it down. Then we're going to confess something here. But, and this is what I said. I'm just going to read it for word for word and not, not go anywhere else. This has to do with the elders of the church. Any elders. And if you're not here, then 
You can hear it some other time. But this is what the, this is what came to me. There will be an increase in the anointing of God come upon the elders of the church in 2023. So get ready and be prepared to lay hands on the sickly and the weakly, the ones that can't pray for themselves and the ones who does not have any strength. They will be, and they will recover, and they will be healed. And if they have any sins, they'll be forgiven them. Isn't that what that says in James? Isn't that, James, what the elders did? So, get ready. Get ready. Be prepared. There are things coming in. There are things falling away. But the ones that will fall away, when I say the ones of people, I'm not even talking about this church. I'm just talking about through the land there. God's going to increase it more. That's right. be, there, I do believe there is going to be in the next year or two a repenting that's going on like the church has never seen. I believe that. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm 100% right. I mean, I just, I just feel in my heart that that's something that's going to go. And there is going to be a falling away if it's not already been one. And I believe there's some men's heart failing of heart attacks and this and that because of the things that's coming. See? So, elders, get ready to be used. Wouldn't it be nice to go to the hospital and somebody just... Uh, I mean, I'll tell you something. I had elders pray for me. I've had Kevin pray for me. I had Bob pray for me when I was in the hospital. I mean, I've had nine stints. He's prayed for me a lot. Let me tell you something. I'll be 71 next in four months, and I'm doing great. But I've had people like that pray for me. And I had elders pray for me. came in the hospital and prayed for me. So you be ready. You be ready. Don't be scared of what you see. I went to visit my sister-in-law, Zelma's sister here a year or so ago or two years ago who was dying. And Pastor Greg, when I went in there, I was going to go in there and I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to raise her up. And I went in and said, oh, my God. (laughs) Mercy. Is already dead. I didn't know what to do. I mean, I prayed, but I didn't know what to do. It was just terrible to look at. That's what I'm saying. It was just terrible to look at. I mean, I touch her, and it's just as hard as a rock, and swollen up, and all this other kind of stuff. And I, and it scared me. But I'm getting rid of that scared. You need to get rid of that stuff. You need to get rid of that fear and be used by God. Can you say amen? Amen. One other thing here. There will be an increase coming in the next year or two. It will coming, coming. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Does it, see, the economy doesn't stop God's economy. See, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't care. Whatever goes high, it don't stop. God's coming. 
So there's increase coming. I'll take a hundredfold. Amen. I'll take yours too. <laughs> we need it all. There was, uh, and I'm finishing up. We had a we had a uh, pipe busted the other day at home. It was a faucet outside, and I really got discouraged. You know why I got discouraged for? I got discouraged because I wasn't prepared. You know what I mean? I just wasn't prepared. I heard, hey, it's getting down to six degrees, going to freeze, and I still just sat there. Oh, everything will be all right. (laughs) Your pipe busted. And I wasn't ready, and I got so upset. I mean, not say upset. I didn't get mad. I just got down, discouraged. Well, crap. (laughs) You know what I mean? That is a darn. Yeah. And then sometimes when you get discouraged, you maybe want to take it out on somebody else. It wasn't Zelma. I didn't take it out on Zelma. (laughs) But I just got discouraged. Then I finally came to my senses and said, I'm going to call a plumber. (laughs) Because I can't, a 71 year old man can't crawl into that house. I mean, I could, but I probably couldn't get out. (laughs) I'm calling the plumber. I I gave it to God. I'm calling the plumber. And now I'm just going to start rejoicing. What are you going to do about it? Get it fixed, Harrison. Get it fixed. And I tell you what, what happened? I just got a release. I'm no longer beating myself over the head because I wasn't ready. But I said, okay. Let's get her fixed. We got her fixed. Everybody stand up. And I'm closing right here. But I'd like for you to, I want to say this, and uh, I want you to repeat this if you don't mind. This is what came to me. This church, church. we'll say it again. This church church. will have the kingdom of God God manifested. manifested. I I will have the kingdom of God manifested in my life. My home, my my job, my my community, community. wherever I go, go, the kingdom of God God will be manifested manifested in my life. life. Amen. Amen. So in closing, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Those who want to raise your hand, raise your hands, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Just, just, just repent right where you're at. If there's something you need to repent, just, you know, you don't have to get nuts or anything like that. Just, 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 just repent. I, I don't know what God's dealing with you with. Just, just start thanksgiving. Just, I mean, just start giving him praise and giving him thanks and let go of some things in your life. Let go of that strife and envy and jealousy. Let go of that bitterness. Let go of that depression. Let go of that anger. Let go of that, uh, some of that, uh, pornography that some watch. Let it go. Get it out. 
Get it out. Get it out right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, we praise you and we thank you, Father God. We thank you for your mercy and we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father, for your compassion. We thank you for your children here, Father, that are receiving uh, your, your, your mercy and your compassion. Father God, we love you and we praise you. Praise you, Father, but we be a new creation. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are, 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 are new. Father, we're, we're, we're praying for a change in our life. There will be a change in your life. There will be a change in your life. you got to have a change in your life. Hallelujah. Lord, that when, the, uh, when wherever, we might, wherever we go, the kingdom of God is coming with us. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. And if, you're, and if there's anybody here sick tonight, I claim and I speak you healed. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are healed. You receive it. Back problems are healed. Whatever's going on, whatever sickness is going on in your life, I command it. I command it to be gone. You're healed. You're healed. Hallelujah. The word of God says so. You're happy. You're joyful. You're peaceful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, there's just one other thing that I forgot, and this is it. I'm going to give it. To, I'm going to dismiss you. The Bible says this, to love your wife as Jesus loved the church. Come on now. You better love your wife. Wife, you are to respect your husband, but a husband has to run that respect. You understand what I'm talking about? Do you? You love him. You love your wife. You love your neighbor. I even wash dishes for my wife. <laughs> oh my God! Love your love your wife. Pray for your children. Speak over your children. Life. Don't talk about your children. This is good. This is good. Okay. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and you're dismissed. Oh, six minutes left. Good. <laughs> yeah.